Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Seth Melton. I'm Jose Reyes. I'm Joshua Newcomb. We are uh, kind of, this is the second half. I think that we talked about it in uh, the MCU episode last week. Um, we brought up the idea that we were going to do in-game, and then somehow, I guess I thought maybe we wouldn't. I didn't know if we were going to cover it, and Seth, um, in his infinite wisdom, uh, <laughs> was like, no, we chef definitely should, and he was right. Um, and so... Uh, this is going to be... I think, actually, we planned on giving the last, like, two minutes to Endgame. Was that right? Something like that. And we were like, what are we talking about? Yeah, two um, movies. Yeah. yeah, especially after we were, you know, two hours long. So, then mm-hmm. um, again, the defense to that was we were covering, like, 20 films. So, yeah. with that, this is our Endgame, Endgame episode. And with that, it's going to be uh, spoiler-heavy as you can get. Um, which is great, actually, because we're recording this on Monday. And briefly, did everybody see the Far From Home trailer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like all spoilers. It's the whole thing. Is it's like here's what happened in Endgame, and now they're trying to deal with that, which makes sense. But the Russo brothers said they're like Mondays are cap. After that, spoilers mm-hmm. are free to be in the world, presumably, so that they could release their trailer. Um, which quick plug for that? What is the date for that? That's coming out you July second. That's awesome. And they're doing midnight screenings for once too. Which is oh, that's cool. cool. Okay. So uh, you may have noticed if you've listened to us consecutively that Joshua Newcomb is a name you haven't heard. And that's because... Uh, well, you have. But... We, you, yeah, has, have we talked about yeah, it we in passing? About it. Yeah. But you, you, okay, we haven't heard Josh's lovely voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's because we, uh, we intend to do an episode still with Josh. We already have the movie lined up. I think it's going to come out in the next week or two. But we really wanted to bring um, Josh in on this episode because of... I am Iron Man. That's fine. Because yeah, and it's true. There's uh, there's always been since you know, since I've known Josh pretty much since we've known Josh, it's been that's that's been somebody who we've understood him to be like comics, cartoons, movies, all of it. The alcoholism for sure. <laughs> um, so, jokes aside, do you wanna? Can you can you can you give us a little bit of that? A little. Well, what was, what was your yeah? That? What was the first? What was what was your? Did you? come into contact with Iron Man before the, com- the No, films? I think actually Iron Man 1 was my first introduction to Iron Man and okay. then um, Ivan gave me every Iron Man comic ever and I read some of those. Okay. But so yeah, Iron Man 1 was the first one. I felt a genuine attraction to him relating to myself in that movie because okay. of his like flair and charisma and, and charm but not nothing deeper than that because i hadn't figured out my own deeper than that yet I was, <laughs> was that like, really it you, yeah that was you're just like he's a cool guy yeah that okay. was my my i was like that's me i'm cool he's cool we're, we're cool but it it got so much deeper than that through mainly through the comics um and his struggles like i said with alcoholism his struggles with his dad so you're being serious the same. yeah okay go ahead no, that's serious. No, I'm hearing you. I hear you. I'm listening. Go ahead. So uh, you that, just brought us right there, though. That's the what's wild. Yeah, well, you said we're going. Oh All no, right. no, no! I'm not actually an alcoholic. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. I drink every day. It's like, what do you want to do? But uh, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> cut oh yeah, this is all going to be edited for sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway, um, so that movie was just the fun side of Iron Man for me, and I think that even though you had the, you had his struggles in the cave and and him coming to terms with his own more mortality for once and he wasn't just a super rich guy that was invincible and uh him realizing that everything he do he was doing wasn't just a fun party like people were getting hurt and his weapons were being used for destruction and it wasn't just a big boom yeah. you know what i'm saying he actually saw the death it caused and 
So I think that's the that's, that's such a perfect movie anyway. Just the genesis of that movie. But you guys I, already it is that. though. I've, well, to a degree, I've got to be honest with you. I don't mind stepping back there for like a second here, especially because we're talking to you because it it really is. I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm like, it's one of there's like five films that I like really want to watch absolute like right now, and one of them is Iron Man, which I think I brought this up before. I I just learned recently actually that like most of that was just the action, and then John Favreau and him uh, expanded on the like improv they just improvised like most of the rest of the dialogue which works oh. because he, i mean tony stark is pretty i mean robert Downey is an excellent choice let's put it that way oh yeah, yeah i mean he is iron man for sure and that's that made it so perfect for him i think yeah like i said the genesis of iron man is absolutely a perfect movie for me just just for the character of iron man because i think it brought you so quickly from you already knew this guy. You knew what this guy was about. Because mm-hmm. those people are the people that are like plastered on magazines and everything. You you know the shallow part of this guy. And then seeing that change so quickly because of... of um, his experiences. His experiences, kidnapping and everything. Right. It was intense um, for me. But I still don't think that touched on his actual problems. Like his hum- well, yeah, I would say- and human problems. Yeah, strengths. No, yes. no problem. No, yeah, but his strengths were birthed from the real birth from the realization of his problems. Absolutely, I would yeah. say his humanity. He was discovered. Yes, gets discovered. Yeah, and for for you know, it's that yeah. was the awakening of his his introspective absolutely. journey. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, okay, so you 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 resonate with the flare, and then what kind of channel? What went from there? Um, from the flare, because I mean, I I would even say my flare is a little dumbed down, but than what it was back then. But so I, was, so I was I was Iron Man from Iron Man Two when he's at the party and he's got like half the suit on. And he's like and he's like screaming and drinking and flying around. The, that was who I was, and now, well, right now I'm like Iron Man Three when he's in the snow wearing his suit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I hope one day I'm Endgame Iron Man. So yeah, we'll get there. So real quick though, because and this is what someone something that interested me. What was it other than? Um, because, uh, like, and going back to it one more time, because we, we brought up the flair, mm-hmm. and then I know we've talked a lot about um, a connection that we had in terms of Steven and Iron Man. Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't play that connection out as much. Oh, I hear you. In the, in the film? In the like, yeah, talk, talk to the comics. We don't yeah, have to the go comics, just, so. um, Well, the comics are either, it depends on what comic you're reading, because sometimes they're at each other's throats and other times... You know who did it the best? Huh. What was that Marvel's Avengers from Netflix? Was that a Netflix original? Or I was think that... you're talking about Avengers. Are you talking about, what is it, Avengers Assembler? Avengers Assemble. Is that That's it? What it? Yeah. Yeah. I that one that played, the, first of all, that whole entire cartoon is amazing. But that one played to their their friendship the best. Right. And what that meant in, in the ways of, because obviously they're both very big personalities, but what they want is a little different. Yes. Um... And it came, they came to head on that a few times, but it, mostly they just had each other's back. And there was a few very touching moments where they were like, you know, I trust you. Right. And it's funny because Iron Man isn't someone you should trust originally, at yeah. least. And so him getting that is very important. And their friendship for that is very important because I feel like no matter what he does, he still, he still has a good heart and Captain America knows that yeah. and wants to trust that is there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't remember the exact line. What is it? And you tell me did this one? You know, it's in the cartoon. It's in it's in a comic too when he says, um, you put your faith in 
He says you, you yeah. He says uh, you put your. I think he says you put your trust in ideas. Iron yeah, Man. and, and, he, he and Tony or Steve Rogers says this. Yeah, you put your your faith in ideas. I put my faith in people. I always have, and for the most part, it hasn't let me down. Yeah, so that that's in the one of one of the integral parts of that show is he's standing on the roof with Captain America and he says that. So that I mean I haven't had much interaction with them in the comics because like I said it d- depends on what you're reading. Civil War was one that I had and that's a hard one to tell to their friendship. Right. But it is a good one for saying where their personalities would come to odds regarding the rules and. You know. Which is actually funny because of the sides they take in Civil War. What do you mean? Because Captain America doesn't take oh, the yeah. side of the government, and yeah. Iron Man does, which is really funny. Well, that's one of the things that, in terms makes of... Makes sense. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I, I've always appreciated so much in terms of the character. We've talked about this, too, because you have... Josh has many a few, good few tattoos, but one nine. of them is... Nine tattoos. Nine tattoos. And one of them is... is you have 1776 tattooed oh, on your yeah. Which is funny, because... Do you remember whose idea that was? That was your idea. That was my idea. But you told me to put it on my forearm, and I wasn't like that committed yet well as long as, <laughs> as, as long as as long as i've known josh newcomb uh the uh real quick um, i just want to just recon because I, I checked and i was like i remember there was not a very good avengers cartoon and there was a great one avengers earth's mighty's heroes that's the one you're talking that's about that's the good about. one avengers assemble i heard was not as good yeah sorry earth's mighty's heroes here. um it's with that one. said i always thought it was interesting because well okay on 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 the note of the the tattoo we both have always had an uh, affinity for uh, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And, but it's interesting because I think that there have been some of them for different reasons, mostly the same. Yeah. And so I think we talked both about getting that tattoo. Yeah, and you of, were going to get it with me. And of course, I never did. And of course, you never did. And, um, but I really love, I mean, your ta- the tattoo's great itself. But what I, the, the reason I bring it up is because I think that there's an element where Iron Man is more, there's a part of America in like the American mindset that Iron Man is more than Captain America. Yeah. If you look at the two of them, I always think of in Iron Man too, right? When yeah. he like comes down and it's like that's the American flies behind him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. That was, that was my hell yeah arc of my life. Yeah. When I got this tattoo and it's I, actually, I still love that I have it, but for a hundred percent different reasons now. Right. In the sure. beginning it was like, we took what was ours. We took it. And now it's like, <laughs> You know, there's goods and bads. We we took something that actually wasn't ours. <laughs> right. Sure. And uh, we hurt a lot of people, and, you know, we weren't always right, but... Yeah, absolutely. And as it pertains to me and you, those movies were very special to our friendship, I feel like. Um, Not yes. just for how excited we got to watch it. Because right. I know Iron Man came out, and then Captain America came out. We were both excited for both of them. Yeah. Um, despite the 3D shield throws. And then and you've always loved Captain America, right? I have always loved Captain yeah. America. Um, I remember seeing, and this is literally my only reason for loving Captain America, but that, that comic of him standing, uh, stand your ground, plant yeah. yourself like a tree next to the, the, the river. The river of tr- yeah, truth. truth. Yeah. And, and, say, like, and say, and tell the whole, when the whole world's wrong, you tell them, no, yeah. you move. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And I think that I always wanted to be Captain America in my personality and it just like but I always also didn't want to be Captain America in my personality I right. just never had the follow through for that because right. I was Iron Man and it just he doesn't have the same not backbone's a bad word for it but he doesn't have the same natural desire to do what's right or wrong I think it's more gray for him yeah in the and I would say like I'm not claiming that I have like the because I don't think that okay. I see clearly what he right does I don't think that I do 
Yeah, I don't think that yeah. I do see clearly what's right and wrong. I, th- I, I, it's difficult for me too. I will say that, in, in all honesty and all truth, I know that like I'm, I know I have a tendency to be the rules guy. Yeah. And I know I have a tendency to be the no, this is how we do it. Like there are some times where when I'm watching the two of them, and, and this is one of the reasons I I should say it's interesting. It's I don't love you because of Tony Stark. Tony Stark helps me love you. Yeah. But I love Tony Stark because I love you. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit more um, towards the end, I think. But. Um, the, the, when it comes to like my personality, I know that, and this is again for the frame of reference of anybody who doesn't know us, like I have a tendency to, I, I, I'm, I'm very, um, intentional about, uh, trying to do the right thing. That's, that's, that's a lot of times my goal. I do recognize that, but a lot of times it's not clear for me. As a matter of fact, and you brought up civil war, one of my favorite things about the civil war comic is, and I can't remember if we brought this up in the MCU episode, but was that uh, they they approached Steve and they're like, who are you going to have a problem? You know, who do you think is going to be against this Superhero Registration Act? And he goes, well, and he lists the, all the people and they go, you know, so no one you can't handle. And he's upset at the prospect that they think he would fight his friends. It's not because he was wholly against it. If you listen, if you read it, he's kind of like, well, let's talk about this. And then we found out they were just going to implement it. No questions asked. He's done. Yeah. And, and I think even if you read that, that entire comic through, that, that series, you you get a feel for that um, pool that that Steve has within him of not knowing which one is, you know, what the, the kind of right answer is and everything that they're doing. Yeah, and I, I, I guess you do see them both. Um, and I both do, sides. I just want you to know that I, it's not so black and white for me. It's not so easy. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so, so going back to what you were saying, I believe the characters didn't, it helped me with my friendship with you and I think it helped you more with your friendship with me. Sure. But... That that's the core of what it did. We've we've been doing that for years, just being like, well, you're doing this like this fictional character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and 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 oh, um, it's good therapy. Oh, it's I great. truly believe it is. Yeah, it definitely helps you see. It helps you see what you would do in situations. And a general you idea yeah. in a situation you'll never be in, like hopefully. aliens, right? Yeah, like aliens. No, but for real though, it really is like it's like well, if aliens attacked Earth, and I I always thought that was an interesting concept. It's one of the reasons I think that. Dungeons and Dragons is such an interesting um, module for a game. Is this idea where it's like, okay, now you get to granted you can completely make up your personality in that. But I do think when I usually play those games, I think, what would I do if I was faced with a monster just popped out of the ground? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. So I want to uh, because you know, and and to, to to bring a close to the or to you know, we'll leave a pin in that, I guess. Um, uh, and bringing it back to why this is why Josh was on here is because this, these movies have been really important to me and Josh and our friendship. I think the comics have been important. Um, the, the I got for your birthday, mm-hmm. I got you the the Hart Tony Hart the Tony Stark yeah proof I, that Tony Stark has a heart. But I wrote as proof that Joshua Newcomb has a heart because I believe that about you. And yeah. and I should say this if we can't get, if we can get a little bit real for a second when you think that you're not a good guy. Well, I told Seth before we started this I was like we just need to make sure that Josh doesn't self-deprecate too much yeah because you are a good guy but yeah. you're but i think that you're seeing you know but at the time it was like you said you've made that evolution i'm so a little understand. bit on two sides of the fences now i have you know i think uh, i do stuff right i think i do stuff wrong it's it's not even now it's not i don't think i'm doing anything wrong i think that i want to and mm-hmm. that's what i have to continually stop is being like oh, i want to lie about this that'd be so good if i could just lie right now right and then i'm good yeah and, I then, I, and then i have to be like no Right, because in a year I'm not going to be good because of that. Well, you know? <laughs> right, uh, same old, same old story. Which but, is again, um, but again, I think that's one of the 
beauties to the whole Tony Stark relationship, the whole Tony Stark character is that, that idea of, you know, where he starts off and we'll get kind of more to the second half of that in a minute. Um, in game. <laughs> Do you guys see it? What's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jose texted me today said he saw it three times so far. I've seen it three times and I may see it a fourth. Are you? Did you see it in the IMAX, the big one yet? The no, real max? that's the fourth. Okay, time. we'll go there. Are you I, seeing I, it with us tomorrow? Are you seeing it tomorrow? Yeah. We're seeing it with Sven tomorrow. Oh, our uncle for his birthday? We're seeing it for our, with our uncle for his so birthday. So then I have to see this five times? All right, sounds good. <clears throat> but we're, yeah, so we're going to... who's your favorite character? In the cinematic universe? Or in like the bigger? cinematic universe. That's a good question, yeah. I've never asked that. So, I think for the MCU, probably Cap, actually. And... It's a really generic answer. It is, but then I'm going to give you the non-generic answer, which is Scarlet Witch. There you go. But I hate how they haven't utilized her as much until Endgame, yeah. which, like, I, yeah. that's probably my favorite moment in the game because of that, but... Which part in particular are you talking about? She's roast Thanos. Yeah. And the only reason he can get out of it is, like, red fire. He has to be, like, a... a... Isn't her... Don't her powers come <laughs> Jerk from... about it? Yeah. He's like, oh, let me just um... work my Arby. <laughs> Don't her powers come from one of the stones? Am I mistaken in that? Is it no, the getting a vision. No, vision, yeah, vision, and then... I no, mean, her... kind of like the ether. She, she is like she reality. That makes sense, but I don't think that she... To be real quick, it's it's vague there, because as we... If you know the comics, she's a mutant. But in here, we had to call... They called her a miracle in, yeah. in Avengers Age of Ultron. And I don't think... We, we never really explained how she got her powers, which I like, because... No, they, they do. They did do the they? experiments on yeah, the... Yeah, they did the, experiments the, on Oh, the, I, think, I think they But I don't think they did the experiments think, after, until they... I think they might have known I think they were first. using one of the stones, right? Didn't they have the test? You not might keep be any of this. Yeah, cut this out. This is not worth it. Okay. Well, I didn't think we were actually recording that. I was like, we're just talking. We should talk. I'm just letting you guys know I'm not keeping this. Okay, well, so, so those are your favorites. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the same question to you then. Who's your favorite in the MCU? Um, my favorite? Probably Thor. Yeah. Has he always been? No. Who was your favorite when they, like when you start with the first, like I think, six films? Yeah. Like, wave one? Yeah, phase one. Phase one. Um, Tony, I would say, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like... That uh, Monty Jr. is so darn charming. He is, so though, charming. in real life. Well, and I love Cap, but I, I do feel like Chris Evans was a little bit of a... Uh, he was a little bit uh, cardboard in the little, in the beginning. Sure. If I had to knock anything about him. Sure. He was a little bit cardboard. Yeah. A little plain. He kind of is in that game, too. I was going to say, he, he maybe is a little still, but he, yeah. he does it. He does it well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's expected. It's whatever. strange for me. I really like Chris Evans' Captain America. I but do, I, too. But at the same weird. time, I do. I get what you're saying. I really, yeah. We've talked about this. Um, even when I first saw him, it's funny because you hate to bring these down to looks, but it does. it is important sometimes. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. these characters look a certain way. Like Tony Stark, or Robert Downey Jr., looks like Tony Stark. Chris Evans is... He's a, he's got a little bit more of like a Superman build. I'm not talking about even his muscles. I'm talking about like kind of like the square jaw and stuff. Not that he doesn't. I mean, he's yeah. yeah, he's a he's a fine, he's a good looking guy. It has nothing to do with that. But you know what I mean. But it's not. It, he doesn't quite look like. And I think do you think that there's an air that is present in Steve Rogers that's uh, that's it's it's a little bit different the way Chris Evans plays him. But I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so well, let's t- talk about. Th- is your favorite Tony? Yeah, because it's weird because it's a different question. Some sometimes. No, like, my favorite is Cap. Oh, you know yeah, what absolutely. Mean? But like, if I'm watching, like, I have a particularly weird. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I love Lost. 
mm-hmm. as a joke for all my friends because I love Lost. But like I, I relate with one character, but that's not necessarily my favorite character mm-hmm. is. And yeah. I, but I, I think my favorite is Cap as well. So let's do this real quick. Um, what's your favorite moment? Uh, let's say with leaving out the last... Um, the last movie. No, I was going to say, what's your favorite moment with the character in this film? But let's leave out... We we all know how Avengers goes, okay? We already told you this is spoiler heavy. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, if you've listened this far, then you've uh, I'm, I can't do anything for you. Let's leave out Tony's death because that's we. I think that needs to be a whole thing that we address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so leaving that out, what is your what's your favorite moment with Steve or with sorry with uh, Tony? With Tony in Endgame or in, mm-hmm. in, Endgame? in Endgame specific? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I I really liked Tony with his daughter. Any any shots with that? Um, the way he talks to his daughters is a, a way I've been wanting adults to talk to kids for so long, which is just treat them like they're their person. Yeah. You know, that way, I feel like that's a very good approach, even when he, you know, curses. Yeah. Like, I got I got a ton of stuff going on. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the way he he interacted with her was beautiful, and I really it really hurt your heart at the end more because of that. And oh, that's destroyed me yeah and um i that made me happy because i think that's the kind of dad i will be or want to be if i have kids right you know i guess that answer is okay no that 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 part was beautiful if that broke my heart yeah all right so hit me with thor some thor um I really like the scene where uh when he does go back to the past and he runs into his mom and and she like looks on like like he's like, because he almost like turns into like, he almost turns he's I mean he's like he, a little boy. Yeah, he, well, in general, no. I mean, he's fat. He's like oh, you he's, mean he's out of shape. Yeah, he's getting a anxiety attack. Which, in that moment, let's defend this for one second because we I, I, and I understand it because I I have had some friends who've who've been like. The joke is that he's fat, and I don't appreciate that the joke is that he's fat. But the joke's not that like fat people are funny, right? No. The joke is that the god of thunder, yes. who is easily the most like muscular of any of these, like if you watch the first Thor, he's ridiculous, god. and he's a god, he's a demigod, yeah. and now he's got the body of you know Santa Claus, yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, and the joke's not that he's fat. That's I a, I, I saw cop, nothing for this. Out. I saw yeah. nothing. There was the trailers did such a good job of showing you nothing. So mm-hmm. everything I got in this was just like amazing for me because I didn't know any of it. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, yeah, before, I know when he runs into his mom and his mom like is like kind of looking him over and she's like, and she's like the the future's been hard to you. I th- I just thought that was like it's sad because he has like a his one of his eyes is a different color. Yeah. He's overweight. <laughs> yeah, he has a beard. He has it's like. Well, it is funny because when you when you talked about that, like the I think the day and after, and then he's very like he won't even like look at her because it's like he's like ashamed of himself. Yeah, the confidence ashamed. is gone. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just sad. Yeah. Well, and they talk about that a good he's deal. Thor. Yeah, and they talk about that a good deal with his um, with when they when they arrived in New Asgard and all that because you can see he he feels that he let the realm down. Yeah, which I think is actually really beautiful as well, uh, and it kind of plays into that idea that it's not just. It's not pride, and that was Thor's like whole thing at the beginning. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is I'm a he's a prideful you know guy. Yeah. Who has no regard for anybody but himself? Really, he gets cast down to earth. And he learns humility, and we've seen that. And now he has a responsibility in the fact that he even like when they're talking about the who's going to use who's going to snap who's going to use the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. He's adamant that it needs to be him, and it kind of, they kind of pull like an Armageddon Steve Buscemi situation here, 
where they go, it's definitely not going to be you. You're crazy. Yeah. So that can't happen. Um, but it, I, 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 yeah, that's an excellent moment. And I, I think that when you told me the day after how that impacted you, I think that it's funny because it's, it's like, oh, he looks goofy and he's kind of shy and he's trying mm. to hide, but he's like crying. And they pl- it's played a little goofy, but when you say that and you talk about how sad he really does look, mm-hmm. I got so like genuinely depressed. No, yeah, it's beautiful too with Thor because like, so in that moment he's with Rocket, mm-hmm. and again, I mean, I know it's the sequel to Infinity War, but that same moment in in the ship, like, he's like, oh, I've lost my brother, I've lost my my mother. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, would well, you have any other friends? He's like, no, I I, I really don't have anything. So I kind of got got to kill this guy. Yeah, and it's like again they come back to it where it's like Rocket's the one pulling him by the bootstraps. He's like, dude, we gotta do this. Yeah, and it's funny too because he's like. Oh, don't worry, like, charm the pants off, sweet, whatever he calls, like, Natalie Portman. And he's like, dude, you're not charming anyone right now. And he's, like, so in, he, like, he believes in him so much that he's like, no, 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 you definitely got this. Just charm her pants off while you're crying and look like shit. And, like, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's great. So your favorite part with Scarlet Witch? So my favorite part with Scarlet Witch definitely is when she beats up Thanos. And, I mean, it shows, like, Thanos' character, too. Like, it's, it is, like early Thanos but like Thanos is so fleshed out but I mean for for their extended purposes of like Endgame it is like baby Thanos and she yeah she she's like beating him up and he's like so um like hopeless he has to like roast his entire army just to like keep on going and that's cool I don't know I just really like that moment because the entire MC all the movies she's been in she's just been wasted yeah and finally you got to see her true extent of her power and it's just like Enough to, like, make him want to, like, commit suicide almost, you know? Sure. Well, that, I'll say this, too. There's something about, you know, Thanos as well, which is, is, is a... Who's a character who's, as you said, very well fleshed out. Um, particularly, one of the things that I really appreciated about this one was that... And I I should, on the record, I, like, hate Thanos. I think he's a great character, but he makes me so mad. Like, I, I hate him. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's so... He's such he's so arrogant in 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 uh, Infinity War. He's got this air about him where he's like, "Listen, I'm explaining it to you." It almost makes you think of Inspector Javert from Les Mis, um, where he has like he it, there's and I don't I feel it's more Javert than Thanos, but it's almost admirable his his uh, antagonistic qualities, like where they're coming from. Um, and I, it makes me so angry because the way he treats them. But that, there's one thing I think about a lot in Infinity Wars when he's talking to Tony Stark. And he's like, you've earned my respect. I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go back to this one, he's so arrogant. And it, and it, he's so... he and I. That's actually... That maybe arrogance not even the word to use actually for Infinity War because I said that previously, but he's he's more so... It's almost like he's full of pride, which I feel like is a little bit different. It's, it's weird. It's strange because he thinks that he's truly on the side of, I think, the gods on a level. Mm-hmm. He thinks that what he's doing is for the good of the universe. And at this point, early on, he's just, he's like a young whippersnapper. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't faced the Avengers. He hasn't come to respect them. So he just shows up ready to roll a total jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that you, even if you think at the, the post credit scene of the first Avengers film, Joss Whedon's, where, you know, the his lackey comes back and she's like you know or he is like uh like to take on the avengers to court death and he's it's excited by that um that's the one where he's like, prospect yeah he's like, that's the one where he's like i guess i'm gonna have to do this myself right isn't that one no no that's no no that one's just he turns around and grins and i think that this is the thanos that we're seeing yeah is a guy who's like oh i know who the avengers are 
screw him. But, you know, he hasn't seen the 18 movies in between or whatever uh, at, at that juncture. Um, you also mentioned Captain America, so what was your what's your favorite cap, cap moment? Yeah, what's your favorite cap moment? I mean, I'm guessing you're going to say something about Cap 2, so I don't want to steal his best I gotta moment. i got to tell you, man, I've got like, I, I've been thinking about it, and I've got like nine. So I, I mean, the thing that gives me the most goosebumps for, for him in this movie is when everyone just starts coming out of the the portals. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange like, bringing everyone back. And he's like, oh yeah, this is it. And then finally, like, we hear, like, Avengers Assemble, but it's, like, so, like... It actually gets you quietly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Avengers Assemble. It's, yeah. just, it's like, such a cool shot. Now too, right? yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's so right? Well, that part's great in general. I love that. Like, he's like, you know, he's like, Steve, look up. It's yeah. Sam. To, to your left. To your left. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's awesome, man. I gotta tell you, I mean, I felt like a kid in a candy shop. No, it's for real. I, I, my hands hurt from clapping in that movie, man. They I just genuinely it. gave us so many good things. They, they were really like, did. you want this? Here, you can have it. You want a little bit of this? <laughs> like, they just kept giving it to me just so much that I needed it. Well, and it's interesting because it's been, it, I, it's been one or two times I've heard people accuse it of, like, fan service. And it's this is, like, one of those scenarios where that's a good thing. Oh, it was fan service. And they yeah. were watching it for well. 10 years. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, for 10 years. And it's not like... The, the, nothing was done out of... For example, uh, Game of Thrones is on right now, okay? And a lot of the stuff that we're seeing happen in Game of Thrones, like we talked about this a couple episodes ago, it, was like, it felt like it was just... It's fan service in, in where it doesn't belong. Because yeah. it's like, hey, you want to see this? We'll give it to you. But things like, for example, here's an excellent moment and one of like my like mind, most mind-blowing moments in the movie, which is funny because... In, a, in retrospect, I almost should have seen it coming, but I just was so immersed in everything that's going on that it just it blew me away. But his cap with the hammer. I'm like, give it to me. And also, you've set that up since Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. All the fan service in this works, and it's okay for us to see those things happen because they've been working towards it. And it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's kind of a comic book, which yeah. are written at the end of the day, actually kind of for kids. So yeah. calm down, okay? Calm down, Jose. Don't no, <laughs> no but, uh, but yeah, no, that was... A, that's. That's, I think great. they used to their advantage the fact that the three people that you were worried might die, or like one of them might die, yeah. were fighting Thanos at the same time. Yes. So the stuff they threw out, you didn't see coming. Like, I didn't even see the portals opening and them walking through, because yeah. I wasn't thinking anything else but, oh my god, which one of these people is going to die. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good point, actually, because that's the same thing even with the hammer. I thought four for a second was done. I really did. Oh, Oh yeah, I was like, he's gonna get roasted. I was like, like not, I, we, not not Fat Thor. No, me and Shane talked about. It. I think Shane was saying this, um, but he was saying he's like, I thought he was gonna get die, but he was gonna mess him up. Like he'd get a good few in, but that's it for Thor. And it was, and then the hammer. You know, um, I think they did an excellent job overall uh, of 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 bringing bringing this home. Um, with that, before we start getting into it, because uh, you know, I'd like to talk kind of about our our collective uh, takeaways, but. Are there any other moments that... Because there's so many characters and there's so many moments in it. Um, are there any other takeaways other than... Before we kind of go into the end. The very end. The very end. Yeah. Well, before we dive into the very end, I, I, I do want to bring home a little bit what, what I was trying to say where Thor is concerned. Because, you know, I think that... Um, it's... Him specifically his character arc and all that has been received like mixed among people it seems yeah I've, um, I've heard a lot of that actually yeah and I I I guess I do and I don't get it um, you know once again Thor's not really someone um, especially outside of these movies who I'm like a huge fan of 
So it's like maybe if I was more of a fan of the war. But regardless, uh, whether you're offended by him uh, becoming like Chunky Thor or whatever the case, uh, or if you love it, I'm like, you know, I think I what I want to say about it, where I'm concerned, is I feel like it's the idea of uh, how, with all of the Avengers, which we can dive into a little bit here, but it's dealing with grief and how we all deal with it differently and, and deal with all of the ideas that come with um getting defeated yes um you know which is you know a, a huge aspect of the movie a big aspect of the movie that i loved where each character was concerned but where thor's concerned it's like it's it is very funny on a shallow level it's very funny that you know you have the god of thunder being kind of this like gamer Cheeto eating, right? Um, yeah, like there's a, there's an element that is funny about, but that. it's not just for laughs. At but all. It's, for me, I didn't receive it that way at no. all. I thought it was very depressing, but because because he's depressed, not because he like looks like crap, because he does, yeah. still doesn't. He's let himself go to an extreme extent, as I think what is trying to be communicated. And he's here. drinking a lot. Even when he says he grabs, you know, he grabs Hulk, and he's right, and he's the, like, "Don't oh, say Hulk, that name." Yeah. Yeah, don't say that name. He's, yeah. You can see that he, for him, oh, it's defeat, and he, and he defeat. Yes, yeah. and the, well, that's one of the things I like about the film. I, I never would have thought that the accumulate the the, the 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 you know, finale of of this you know, uh, monumental effort would result in uh, a layered and nuanced kind of you know exploration of grief. Yeah, but that's absolutely what it is. Yeah. Well, where Thor is concerned, it, it really humanizes the character all the more. Not that they haven't done that with the movies prior to the, the Endgame, but they, they've really humanized the God of Thunder to a level that it's like, oh yeah, I can relate to uh, playing video games too much and drinking too much and you know gaining a little bit too much weight than I should and, and sure. kind of just zoning out because I gave it my all. Right. I tried my hardest, you know, and then outside of that, you have, once again, like Natasha kind of just diving into work and like escaping into that. Yeah. Um, Steve is trying to, uh, you know, console anybody who's left uh, right. through their, their grief, despite not being able to move on himself. Himself, right. So it's like... Like we say, kind of not taking his own advice. Yeah. But, but because in a sense, he feels he can't. Um, they feel that there was an... It was, it was their their duty and their responsibility and they failed right that's what they did they failed and i was thinking about this a lot too where it's like they they when stephen strange said there's one way that this gets they they had to have thought that they botched it that yeah. this was not the way yes you know what i mean right yeah i mean how would, why would you not think that? right yeah. absolutely um and it would it would seem like you know to them it, it all just is it's just a monumental failure yeah and you see that in Thor, and you see that, and see even from the very beginning, and it starts to the way that the effects of 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 it. It's so interesting to see that fallout. Another thing that I think about a lot, and, and me and Shane were just talking about this. It's like some of Robert Downey's best acting. Yeah, is at the is. very beginning when yeah, he's when he like, then and, yeah, when he's like, and he's like, he's like, you, you know, it's I needed you, mm-hmm. past tense, right, and you weren't there, which is like. It, it, We've talked about this. Like I'm like I know that it's you know Josh. Even you, I know you were saying that he's. Uh, uh, I think right after we were talking about it, and, and Josh was almost consoling me. He's like, no, it wasn't his fault. But it, it and it and it wasn't. I don't you know. It's yeah. like what would Steve have helped with up there? Right. But to him on an emotional level, it's like he was a. He, I guess he feels abandoned, yeah. especially after everything right. that happened in Civil War. And then to have all this on top of it, 
you know him he's like i'm just trying to move on the best the best he can yeah with it which is with family yeah which is somehow still like a, a level of grief in a way it's you almost see like you know uh you see denial you see regret you see uh, acceptance mm-hmm. you see bargaining you know you kind yeah. of see all these stages play out within the the crew mm-hmm I guess, you know, to kind of at least bring that point to a close, I, I guess that for me, that's just, and, and we said it already with the ex- exploration of guilt and, or, uh, you know, uh, grief, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess guilt too, yeah. you know, even with Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but loss, you know, um, I think that what this is one of the reasons that this film is monumental. And, and I would say that it's more than a film. I really would. Yeah. I would say that, you know, even in terms of like, it's, it's weird to kind of judge it on... Uh, even from like a critical score scoring because I, it's it's so much more than that and I think that one of the its biggest strengths is the fact that it represents this monumental event that happened on these in, in small little ways yeah and yeah and and it, it even show even when when Paul Rudd when uh, Ant-Man's you know walking down the street mm-hmm. and trash is everywhere yeah. and things like that I think that that's something that's very interesting is that you even see the effect that it had in terms of like the garbage man yeah and by bringing it down to that small scale and allowing us to see our heroes defeated mm-hmm. I think is is one of what what puts it is is a heavy contender for one of the best Marvel yeah the MCU films well and I mean I think any uh, any superhero flick kind of does this if you strip it down to bare bones and and you know uh look at the deepest uh aspects of it but is that it it implements not only implements but amplifies like this value structure of like what what that granted we can't ever go back in time but it's like we all face hard times we all face grief we all right question what could we have done differently why am i on this earth blah 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 you know and and you struggle with these ideas and and you have different ways of handling it because life is hard um but what's so fascinating is the fact that i mean it's like they didn't get out clean it's not like everything was hunky-dory due to the fact that which we'll get into in a bit here but tony's death you know it's like they didn't get out clean but it's like well but there was a and natasha for that matter she was almost a better example of that because it's like it's really depressing that she's gone but why because there's a greater good what is that greater good saving more people why do we save more people why does any of this matter it adds it implements this like value structure that is you know you have to you have to i just think and this is what we're trying to do on this podcast but you have to think about it further than just like that was a cool fun movie yeah. It's like, why does life matter? Yeah. Honestly. It's why does like, it impact you the way it does? And well, I think that's a good... Why does life... Like, why do people matter the way they do? Why well, that's do, what I why mean, Why does though. it matter if I'm a good person or a bad person? Yeah, and that's what I mean, is well, I think know. that when you when you see these sorts of um, models for, for uh, you know, heroes, honestly, mm-hmm. that's when you see these models uh, uh, set in front of you for of ideals and, mm-hmm. and methods of... of you know, interacting with the world and, and it connects with you in a certain way, I think you got to kind of ask why. That's what I mean. Yeah. And it's, I think it's because it's a deeper, and you, like you said, there's a deeper truth. I've been thinking, you know, there's a, there's a perspective which, which Thanos is right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But, on paper. Yeah. but yeah, but they're more concerned about people. They're like, no, 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 but we need to look after mm-hmm. what we have. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it's Tony says that he's like, you know, we're stubborn as all get out or whatever. Yeah. And I, I love that. And it, I think that's the thing is I'm like, you know, I, I think that, that goodness, um, you know, using that stubborn for, stubbornness for good is is a, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
What's that, um, what's the blue girl's name? Nebula. Nebula. Nebula's character was awesome. In that no, yeah. She fleshed out her arc. I really, they, they just did so much for her, and she was such, not as, I mean, she's been in movies, but she was a side character before, and they just really amped up her whole thing. And we always felt, I always felt bad for her. I always so like sad. Nebula. Yeah. Um, she's got, like, actually, she's got a Theon Greyjoy. Now that we're talking about that arc in the beginning of where, like, her dad's, bit. like, she's doing terrible things for her dad, trying to sure. gain his respect. So, um, I just love what they did with her, and I love that her past came into it, and yeah. that she killed her past. I thought that was so beautiful and wonderful. Fantastic. Um, and her sister was trying to reason with her past, which I also thought was beautiful, because it's like... They just, it was just amazing. I didn't even think about that. I love that. And and I do want to briefly, just for, just, cause let's, I want to put this out into the world. Hulk explains it because of time travel. Yeah. There's been a lot of confusion about that. And my understanding of it is that he says, he's like, you know, you can't change the future with the past. Because people, some people have asked me, how did Nebula shoot Nebula and not die? Right. And it's because it's, they, they, they both exist. Hulk says, what he says, he says, uh, when you go into the future, sorry, when you go into the past, that past becomes your future, and the present that you left now becomes your past. And my understanding is, and I read this somewhere, that they're kind of all overlapping side by side all the time. And they said yeah. there's not. There's, they said there's the ultimate reality is not ultimate, not just, not alternate uh, timelines. Yeah, you just have to think of it. You are the timeline. You're carrying the timeline. As long as you are alive, the timeline is constantly going. The loop is still going. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you killed the past self because the, that was never your present. That reality keeps its own. That's a great way to put yeah, it. Yeah, well, I think Dr. Clean explained it the best when she was like, it pulls, and she had the little line, and then she's pulled one, and it, it went a different direction, yeah. and she was like, now you've messed up my my reality yes. by taking these. So she knew that, and she knows all this stuff, but she knew that that would create a new reality. Yeah. My only question, and we can get to this later, because at the end was with Captain America. And yeah, what he did. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is I that, think it's that pin. Well, I, see, but again, it's because they're all going over at the same time. So what happens is if you look at it in like a on a board and you see no this oval see shape. I know they can't. I'm doing all this stuff. But that's what, that's what I'm trying to explain it with my okay. mouth. Sorry. But if you, if you take like an oval shape and you have Captain America, okay, and he goes into the ice and he then and Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter is more important one in a way because there isn't reality in which Peggy Carter goes on and she marries whatever mystery guy's name is. Um, but there's an, another Peggy Carter, which is who he goes back to, and it's the same person, but it's separate. It's strange. I know that's it's what, weird. If, if that's I may, though. Go ahead. So, like, I'm going to phrase this like I'm saying, like, I know what I'm talking about, but it's still a question. <laughs> so, like, all right, so you went into a reality where Peggy Carter is, like, waiting or, like, not knowing that Cap is in the ice. So he's going there, he's going to take that Peggy Carter, live out his life. So he lived out his life to the point where he would assume the Avengers were going to be there, but how is he, excuse me, how is he supposed to assume then that reality is going to line up with the same one he just left out of? You know what I mean? I so he's going because, into a different one? How I, do they line because up? Because I think that there, there be two Captain Americas? There is. There are. So he has to like hide. Uh, there are. It, and, and that is my understanding of it, is that there are two Captain Americas at the same time. And it's all, it's they're all happening. This is the way I heard it read and I really liked it. They said they're all happening alongside and in conjunction with one another on top of each other. Okay. It's strange and so it's weird. So he but jumped out of his, went to a different one. No, he jumped in. He jumped out of. He jumped out of our present, went back to the past, which is now his future, where Peggy is. That's yeah. wild. Now his future, the past, has Peggy in it, and he lived with Peggy, and it looped back over to our time. 
I know it's so simple. <laughs> no, I know it's weird. I know it's wild, but I just have that. Marvel really Comics, frankly, we were just talking about Earth X, which is excellent. If anybody, you know, it's a great what if story, and people should check it out. But uh, we were talking about Earth X uh, a lot recently, and the story of Earth X is wild. And I think that Marvel is kind of allowed to do what they want. They do such weird stuff like that. I'm like, okay, if this fine, I'll just take it. So. Yeah, I just don't care. I, I don't care <laughs> enough to, like... The way I've been putting it is that this is not a perfect movie, but they ended it perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many... I mean, there's 21 movies. There's... there's that, And I even feel like... I mean, Grant... I don't know if it was that I wasn't paying attention or that you guys didn't explain it well, but I'm like, I don't even know if I still accept the um, time traveling. Sure. But I feel like they even, like, knocked it with it, with uh, Ant-Man and stuff yeah. like that. Like, they, they kind of are just, like... By being playful with it, they said, this is going to be weird. And I also think you need to allow a fair amount of grace anytime time travel well, comes into it. And that's my thing, is, like, Fran Looper, when when uh, Bruce Willis, he's like, don't ask questions. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh... Oh, yeah, he says, we're going to be using... We're going to be explaining... We're going to be making diagrams out of toothpicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's true. And that's I, what I'm trying to do right that's now. That's where I've... You know, especially being a huge fan of... Um, Growing up with Terminator. Oh, it's Terminator. It's wild. Like, right. It's like just forget it. Like, when it, was the first it, time that Kyle Reese got sent back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, because I'm not just that. If when it, was the first time that I know it's one thing we if, can't go there. As I was saying. If time travel lover becomes a thing, I'm just gonna be the guy that like goes back and does it. Like I'm not gonna ask questions. I'm gonna be like, yeah. just, hopefully the machine doesn't like blow me up. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not the scientist in the, in the story. Yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. I believe they're allowed to do whatever they want, or anybody that's ever fo- focusing on time travel is allowed to do whatever they want, as long as the rules make sense for their own movie that they're doing. Sure. Because we have no idea. <laughs> right. Like Seth said, you could go back in the past right. and just blow well, it depends, up. It depends on how... another uh, parallel dimension. Like, we have no idea. Yeah, it depends on how much you want to, like, fo- make your story focus on it. Like, I love Looper for that reason. Like, the plot... They address of, it, you mean? Well, right. Like, the, the, the story of Looper is not about time travel. That's an element that makes the story exist, but that's not what the story is, so... Sure. I mean, they took the time to be like, hey, this is going to be different. These are our rules. Like, whatever. You know, and they made fun of everyone else. So it doesn't matter. Like, they showed that they were going to be responsible, Yeah. in a sense. So you just got to have to take it for what it is. Well, in a way, this this one really is about the characters, Mm -hmm. which is... And and a little bit more on that... um, there's a good few things I want to talk about before our time runs out here. Yeah. Uh, the first is, this is something that meant a ton to me mm-hmm. as a person, um, is that Captain America was was running a, a support group for those who have lost people yeah. in the beginning. And I, I really appreciate that because I think that that does a, a lot of justice to the character of Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and it really explains who he is and gives you a opportunity to see that outside of throwing the shield outside of kicking everybody's butt outside of like the you know super soldier serum it gives you this frame of reference for the person who genuinely cares um and when i was saying that actually our youngest brother skylar uh pointed out to me that he's like yeah but he also doesn't take his own advice which is also probably something that's true about me yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't like, but uh, but uh, it's it's true. Like you know, like I, I I want I want to help other people, but I have a tendency to I have a hard time accepting the things that I'm saying, and it's difficult because he, I think what he's saying is right. Yeah. To other people, but there there is an element where you know he says he's like you know what is uh you know 
I forget we don't move on or something like that you know not for yeah us. he he a hundred percent doesn't take his own advice yeah he's still in it yeah which and he could be saying it for himself too. right and on that note another another moment for me and it's interesting because I'm like I don't even you brought it up earlier Jose about you know saying that one of you guys brought up I think it was you who was saying that my you know it's gonna be hard for me to pick one because there's so many but and, and you know or what my what is mine and it's, it's all jumbled but they there kind of are a good few one of them that uh i love as simple as it was and josh you kind of touched on this earlier when you were saying you know tony is is somebody who you could see you can see it being difficult to trust and yet yeah. Tony, steve yeah. trusts him yeah and in that moment when he says you know when he asks do you trust me he says of course I love that because I think it again it just shows that that it, it captures that 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 quote in the comics you were talking about where he says, you know, um, and and I think that they actually adapted it in Civil War. I'm pretty sure he says like he, he's, he's talking about he's like people don't let me down. You know what I mean? He says yeah, something I think, along those I think lines. he does. He says it in Civil War or in Winter Soldier. He said, I think it's he Civil War because he when he was it saying to it, Tony, like, yeah, when he was saying that, I was like, he definitely said that in one of the movies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, but but yeah. but I think that the, I, I think he said exact. I think he actually said exactly that. But I think what you're talking about is it, it's a lot of stuff that's in the comics because that yeah. is really Tony is a is a futurist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, right? Like he's about which is an interesting con- uh, connection in this film as well as Thanos and Tony, and this the, them can, being similar in a way. But yeah. being shadow images of, or Thanos being a shadow image, obviously, in a, this incredibly dark version of it. Um, but I really like that 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 Steve, you know, that relationship kind of gets that. That was what they were they gave me. As much as I wish I had, on a level, the relationship that they have mm-hmm. in the comics, I'm I'm glad that I got that. It was big though, especially coming after Civil War. So even that, those two words, yes, you know, it's huge. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, because they were just, you know. I saw a meme that was uh, when you find out your friend's best friend killed your parents and this is how they roll you and then it's I think you said it to me that's that scene where uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier and Captain America are just him. beating him when he's on the ground his knees <laughs> yeah, really and it's like, in perspective. I'm like yeah you fast forward from that to him being like of course I trust you it's like yeah. you can always you know you can always come back it's never you never ruin yourself no and I think we brought this up I mean, for both of them, Seth actually yeah. brought up. You said you, I think you read a theory about the hammer, right? You said why Steve couldn't, couldn't, because in oh, yeah, Avengers: yeah. Age of Ultron, he kind of lifts it, but he doesn't. Yeah, like he couldn't lift it up is because he was not being completely honest with uh, Tony. Tony. Oh wow, yeah, that's which I mean, I'm, I'm, really, I'm going to take that. Yeah, whether right, whether you believe that or not, I'm like that. You can believe it, and I think that's a good point. A good function to believe you well know? it was brought up in in i think our mcu episode our last episode i think i think skylar brought it up but i think he, we were talking about this idea where tony definitely or maybe it was you seth i think forgive me uh, there's all going to be a lot of that going on yeah, and there's sure. in my life there is mm-hmm. but there's a tony you know sees steve as more of a friend in a way i think maybe even than steve does at least in this in this universe because mm-hmm. he you know, otherwise why would he say that you know so was i because I think that they they have a kinship even in this relate even in this this the MCU I think that they have a kinship in that they both are kind of feel that they're responsible for humanity in separate ways yeah and in that way they're closer than anybody yeah um, I think Tony doesn't have deep friends mm-hmm. you know and so I think even the experiences that they shared together was enough for for Tony Stark to believe that this was one of his like closest friends. Yeah. Even though they didn't have, I mean, it could have been off screen, but they didn't have this huge friendship relationship in a, in a real sense. 
because that was something that he doesn't know. You know, right. he's really got Pepper Pepper Potts and John yeah. Favreau a little bit, but like he doesn't have anybody that's like a friend. Right. I just appreciate the fact that I feel like all of the Marvel movies and like roping on all these characters um, and building the MCU is a, is a way that um, in a way is them like building, it's almost building a community of people, you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? And how you kind of need, you know what I mean? You can't, not only can you not take things on alone, but you and so-and-so, it can't be us four and no more. Like you might need five or six or seven and you know what I mean? Everyone plays their roles and whatnot. I mean, um, the importance of friendship and why it's important to not be a, a stickler like Steve or a immoral guy like, um, or a selfish guy, I guess you would say. Like uh, at least as funny. they start out. As they start out, I saw someone right. write. I can't remember. There was someone or, like yeah. it was a prideful, you know, jackass like uh, Thor. Right, and I think know. that I think that there was something that then I I read this on a forum. Someone posted it as a comment, but it, it really worked. They said that in, through the through the through the course of their character arcs, you watch the world's most selfless man get to live for himself. Um, in terms of Steve's, and then you get watched the world's most selfish man at the in Iron Man, you know, the first half hour to sacrifice himself for everyone, for all mm-hmm. of humanity. And I think that I think that uh, that's a that's let's not dumb it down for all of the entire universe. What do you mean? He didn't just sacrifice himself for humanity. He literally sacrificed himself for every. No, you're absolutely right. Being. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So he did. He, he it's it's incredible. Um, thank you. But but yeah, don't, don't, they didn't even. No, you're they didn't right. Even build a statue of him yet. You can't take this away. <laughs> no, absolutely no. I would and I wouldn't dream of it. And I think that that's that's. Uh, I think that that's just incredible. And I think that it, I'm glad that you actually said what you were saying about even Steve being a stickler because that's another one of my like low key favorite moments. And I, when I say low key, I mean like it's actually like probably top two, <laughs> is um, when he runs into himself. Mm-hmm. He's like you know, uh, in the past. When they're, you know, during the the war for, was it the the Battle of New York? Mm-hmm. And he, he uh, he's like, I can do this all day. And he's like, you guys. Like, yeah, I know. And I think that that's something that I, I, it, it, I, I'm so happy they put that in. Because it shows, I think, an element of Steve that sees a bit of his mm-hmm. stinginess and that kind of, kind of uh, over-identifying with the Boy Scout. And that's great. Those are good qualities. But... Is the case with all things. I think that when you overattach yourself, your identity to that aspect of your of, of your being, I think that the, the problem starts to come in. And so I really like this idea of him being like, oh my gosh, I'm a rough guy to deal with. Even, even though it was played off in a comical manner, I think that that's that, that mm-hmm. element is kind of layered in there. They did the same thing with the Hulk. Yeah, great. <laughs> and he's, a, he's embarrassed about his... Which, speaking of, because we didn't talk about, I mean, the Hulk is was done. Yeah, excellent. it was funny. Is I'm like, there's so many other characters that well, we're not talking about. That, and we, we, we are running out of time. I know we are. The, 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 I would be remiss, though, because I know we're talking about... The huge one I would like to talk about for a second is uh, Black Widow. Like, I'd probably be Black Widow. No, I, I that's that, that's something... In, that's what I was going to say. I would be very remiss if we didn't talk about the at least the other two. And especially when we're talking about sacrifices and things like that, yeah. so... No, I just think it's so cool how, um, you know, as good as it is that you have all these characters that are superheroes, you have this, like, human that is, uh, you know, 
kind of just at a loss and has no one also. You know what I mean? And like, but yet she's oh, she's down a boss. She's 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 like directing all of them yeah. and stuff like that. And she's running things. Yeah, uh, not that I would be doing that per se. I'm just saying like I, I think that it's cool how she's still trying to find where you have like uh, Steve running a support group, right? Which is really uh, cool. And then you have Tony doing what he needs to do. Yeah, which is have a family right. for a little bit. Exactly, have Absolutely. family. I mean, for. Hawkeye doing what he needed to do. Hawkeye, <laughs> well, my boy, like killing the yakuza. Yeah, my boy, Hawkeye. <laughs> well, that yeah. was heartbreaking too. Yeah, that this idea that. of, Hell of yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, honestly, he's the Punisher. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he's out. That's yeah, actually really what he is, yeah. right? He's out there becoming being a vigilante and like and murking just real bad people. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so nice to see what each of them was going to do in that world. Right. And it gave yeah. it like a little. It was very short because it was Tony at his house, you know. Captain America in the meeting, Black Widow running things, Hawkeye, but even you have um, War Machine still following the government's orders pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you yeah. Know, um, yeah. Still trying to build a structure. Yeah. So I think that was really cool. Yeah, Rocket. Marvel. I love Rocket. I mean, obviously, I love, I mean, there's so many characters, but like Rocket. Rocket's great. Yeah, Rocket roasts and cop- Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually has one of my favorite scenes, and it's like so little, but like when you like break it down, I feel like it's so smart. Like, Every movie does this stupid joke where, like, someone's, like, smelly. They're like, oh, something died in here. But, like, for, like, Rocket Raccoon, who literally eats trash and probably definitely knows what something that's dead smells like, he just walks in, he's like, oh, man, something died in here. That's like, so I think that's so much funnier coming from Well, I love his relationship with Thor and all that. Yeah. It's great. But on to, but th- those are the two that I really don't want to, because of the uh, original, you know, we, we talked, like, about literally half of the original six. And, we you know, Hulk, it's... Hulk, I'm just, the biggest thing about Hulk is that I'm really happy to see a, you know, uh, Professor Hulk on screen. That yeah, was I, you know, I think in hindsight, I'm a little bit uh, of two minds of that, because it's like, in one, it, like, I think for the first week after seeing it, I was happy that they did Professor Hulk. Right. On the flip side, it's like, I would have liked to seen Hulk. I feel like Hulk, Hulk really smashed. played victim to Bruce Banner versus... Maybe he still needs to work that out, though. Victim. What do you mean? Like, maybe he still needs to get in touch with that... Because he's, he's got the brain of Bruce Banner still, so... Yeah, I'll, all I'm saying is I didn't get to see Hulk smash. Yeah, which, yeah. which is definitely fair. Sethy not yeah. see Hulk smash. Sethy not see Hulk smash. Uh, well, yeah. right. And, and that's why I'm saying, I'm like, he's a little bit easier to, to dismiss. The, the other two are not, because Hawkeye's entire journey is heartbreaking and interesting. Yeah. And, and as it pertains to uh, Natasha Romanoff, I mean, especially when you have her... Uh, her background being clearly so checkered. We hear all this bad mm-hmm. stuff, like even that conversation they're having. At the, I love the kinship that they have, and I gotta be honest with you, I love that it's not romantic. No, it's yeah. brother-sister stuff. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I think it's and fantastic. He's like her only family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we all knew, like, come on, Hawkeye, we all knew it was gonna be her. Let's be honest. You have nine kids. They rolled me pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of like, yeah. maybe she they doesn't will. even have pets. You're, you're gonna die. But it was heartbreaking. But it was said too. He's like, you know what I've become. That's what broke my heart. Because he was, he wanted to. He didn't want yeah. to be that for his wife, if, right. even if he got her back. But no, no, her arc is like actually beautiful. I, I, I didn't. I wanted to make sure that that got brought up because I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of shocked it didn't by now. And I know that I think that the, I think that that primarily is because, as we mm-hmm. said, I we kind of resonate with the Steve and Tony characters on in in elements. Um, and then also Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk about Ant Man. So small. 
And big. And yeah, <laughs> but he no, but I, well, actually, I really did like his character. He was, I, I really, I thought, I think they utilized him very well. One of my favorite things, I think they utilized everybody very well. They knew that we're not going to get to see Steve and Tony as much anymore. Natasha, um, yeah, maybe even Hawkeye. So we made sure we gave a lot of credit to them because you will get Ant Man, but we're still going to give you. They did this with Captain Marvel as well. They they let they allowed it to not be. To be the original well, Rocket. Avengers film. I, I, Rocket's like my favorite in the whole universe, and I was kind of upset that he wasn't in it as much, but it's like, why would he be? Right, no he's going to have more adventures. Yeah. Natasha Romanoff's not, so let's yeah. focus on her instead right. of Captain Marvel. Let's focus on will, but... Steve Rogers, right. Yeah. But, let, but I think they're going to be uh, flashbacks prequels. or yeah. prequels or whatever. But the point being that like, yeah. I think that they utilize the characters well, and honestly, I'm like, I, he, I mean, he has like my favorite line in the movie, which is when he's, you know... The phone. Yeah, the telephone with the Hulk. When he's like, take a, he's gonna get his feelings hurt if you don't take a picture with him. And he's like, just stop, leave. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, don't you think they were rude to him though? The kids. No, no, uh, Ant Man. I mean, his character. He probably how? So there's like every time they could, he was just like a fanboy, and then like so he's like. But I think that makes sense. I'll do everything. I'll whatever you say, Cap. Yeah, I got. I think that makes sense. And then like he's a he's a he's a low tier criminal. That's how he started off, and now he's like working with the Avengers. But he's worked with them, like. But he no no he no No, he he didn't. He fought them. He fought them in Civil War. He fought Captain America, right? No, he sorry he fought he fought fought Iron Man. So it's okay. Josh, okay, all right. I think at the end of the day, I think that they really wrapped up every, and, and there's more stuff we could talk about. And there's a lot of, you know, it was very, it's very funny. I mean, one of my favorite Thor, another is another one. Like when he's, uh, you know, talking to Nuke Master over Fortnite, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's plenty of comedic events. I really love a lot of what they did at the very end uh, with all of the, you know, characters who had been snapped away coming back. I think that there was a lot of, a lot of great stuff in there. Um, it's 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 interesting because it's not action filled. That was one of the things that it was a hard time for me in terms of uh, uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Is I felt like it was all action and, and I didn't get the heart and the communication what they gave it in spades in this situation. You know what I mean? And the action was great, but the when it was there, but there was a lot of these character interactions and these in these communic these these uh, connections that they they formed and and I think that the actions you you know sparsely and, and excellently when it is and. Uh, People, you know, there's people who say it's fan service and things like that. We've talked about this, but I think that uh, this is a situation in which that is necessary because yeah. we've been on this journey, and 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 that's and again, it's like if you read the comics, it makes sense. And at the end of the day, for me, um, I think that you know, even Josh with like this is where this really gets me. And in in a way, this has really brought me watching this film has really brought me to to understanding why why we're doing this podcast and why I live my life like this because when I listen to even Josh when I listen to you talk about Tony and I talk about you know the ways that he's impacted you and and things like that it's like I'll never believe anybody who tells me who behaves like this stuff doesn't matter and and I know that we're living in a time where it's much more uh accessible and and widely uh received Mm -hmm. as opposed to like you know when our parents or grandparents or sir parents or uncles or whatever i would say were growing up and it was kind of more of a nerdish you know nerdery thing to be mm-hmm. into this i think now it's more, even though it's more widely accepted i think that there's still something to really caring about this and and you know understanding it's like you know i have uh, a captain america poster in my front room from uh, winter soldier and, and the reason for that is because of what it stands for that's what it, yeah. that's what it means to me 
Yeah. And I think that, I don't know. I just think that it's incredible. In in kind of landing the ship, um, for one, I'm just really glad that it it, it ended in a in a way that because a lot of us were talking about this, we were so nervous that like they would Botch they it. would they, they wouldn't stick the landing after they've yeah. done such a good job. And I think it's great and and uh, I I really appreciate the way that they close it up. And and even in terms of and I want this will be kind of our segue into talking about this briefly is Tony's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that you know. Vision said it. He's like, you know, a thing is not beautiful because it lasts. And I, I, I really love that. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, this is a kind of a testimony to, to that idea. Seth and I have been talking about this concept a whole lot lately of limitations being good. Um, endings being important. Uh, even if they're sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so with that, what do you, how do you... I liked... First of all, I loved it. I was ecstatic. Well, let me say this really quick because I know because we talked about this afterwards. I uh-huh. kind of thought Cap might go. Oh yeah, I thought for a hot, for sure. And when, and, when he, and what's interesting is that would have impacted me. Le- and I think because I connect with him, so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, "That's what he's got to do." Yeah. But would that have been harder for you? Do you think if Cap went? It would have been harder for me if Captain died. Exactly. So since yeah. and so the, since it was Tony, it was like I had to this emotional connection I have, not just with him, but with you, I was like, it was, it is beautiful, but it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And you said you loved it. I loved it. I loved it a lot, except for his daughter, obviously. Yeah. Um, I feel like his relationship with Pepper, he's had a long time with that. He had five years with his daughter, but still, yeah. that's so sad. Um, I love the dynamic of Stephen Strange throughout that part where he holds his finger and he's like, this is the one. It's and nice it's for us like, as the audience as well because we yeah. don't have to go... I wish he would have just... Because it's like, he couldn't that's have it. just... That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all he had. Yeah. You know? Which, yeah, that's an amazing point. To be like, I li- we literally can't say, well, he could have done this because he couldn't have done it because... <laughs> it was just this one. Because Doctor Strange saw all the all the available outcomes. Or at least 14 million of them or yeah. something. And I love that you saw the the change on Thanos's face from him thinking he fulfilled his destiny to it like falling away and that pride shift over to Iron Man and Iron Man say the words that we yeah. love from Iron Man 1 all right. over again which is like and I know that we talked about this but the pause in between the I am is so long it's like three seconds he's like I am and then the whole time I was whispering I was like Iron Man Iron yeah me Man. too and he was like Iron Man, and he yeah, it's it. so it's I mean, so impactful. Yeah. It's such an impactful scene. It rounded his character out because even in the first Avengers, he he was willing to sacrifice himself. So yes. that was something we knew he already would do for humanity, or for even then it was for New York. You know, it wasn't for humanity. So he got to do what we always knew he was capable of. He had to do it. Yeah. Um, for his daughter, that's just so sad. It really is. It's 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 sad, but it's it's beautiful. And I think, and I'm glad you actually brought up because is the because this is the first time I've kind of thought of it in this frame of reference. Because there's been a few times where he's shown that he will sacrifice himself. Yeah. Um, but it was more impactful this time because of what he was leaving behind. That's I mean, when she you know, when Pepper said so, you can rest now. That just I mean, it, mm, it broke. So me. sad. I know, but it broke. But it was beautiful too. It broke me. The one of the things that really helped me through that is is. Uh, the idea that there's no greater love than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. I think that it's interesting. It's really cool to see Tony. It's a, it's, it's a full 
character arc and it's a beautiful redemption and even though he's been working on that redemption since iron man one we saw him become every defining feature of the hero i feel yeah and i think that was beautiful and and yeah i'm gonna i'll say this to to end um that hug with peter parker by the way that was also beautiful and so sad well and in terms of the you know, landing the ship and, and the functionality of it. And I don't know if that's kind of your takeaway, actually. Um, but is there something that you have, and I, I'd like to do all of us to do this, uh, is there something that you have that you take away from this entire arc? One one of the biggest things. Within, you know, after 20-something films, all of it, you know, accumulating into what is Endgame, what do you take from Endgame? What helps you, Seth? I mean, the idea that, for me... Um the idea that you know it's important to have a a solid group of people in your life to surround yourself with them um, and be the best person you can be be the best person for your community make sure you're in a community that's best for you and doing the best you can for the world you know what I mean like all of that it's like you know that sounds like cliche when you're fighting aliens but it's like what does that look like in everyday life you know when you're working at you know, um, bagging groceries or, you know, doing this or that, you know, and it's something where, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that it, it should speak something to people. You know, this movie is at what worldwide? How much has it made? I think it's 2.2 right now. That's what it was. 2.2. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. I think yesterday or no, this morning. Yeah. I think so it's probably something later, something more now, than for that. some reason, Titanic. Made that money. Made more money. Two point eight. But keep in mind, it was out for like two years or something. It was like literally out in theaters for yeah eight months, I think exactly. So this is gonna beat it. I think so. Yeah. So regardless, I'm like you know, I just think that I I just really encourage people to explore why they feel like movies like this are important. You know why stories are important. I know that's like the point of our podcast, but like. Why does this matter to you? Why do? Why does it matter? What, what, that's something that was just going through my mind. I mean it when everyone's cheering, cheering for um, the Avengers to beat Thanos. It's like, why does this matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why does this matter to you? And it's like, well, because the good guys and bad guys. But it's like, okay, why do good no, guys? No, there must and bad be something in you that makes you well, get what, that excited right. about what you're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. And want and, and want to see that. It, right. And I, I, I actually really love that because I think that that goes for each of the characters. Because even you know, something I wrote down when I was talking about um, Steve Rogers in in particular was uh, I was like, you know, when it comes to Captain America, what I f- would say I find so inspiring and admirable for for me comes from this idea of you know standing up for what is right even when it's inconvenient and calling out wrongs even when and especially when they're coming from your own side of things you know when it's your guys mm-hmm. uh i like that he i like that steve going back to the, even the captain of the america element i like the right. he often so often criticizes the country that mm-hmm. he's named after and i love that about him and and that is that is what i take away from captain america yeah. as an individual throughout these but that's why again even bringing up that when he faces himself I think that in community, you find a way to let go of these elements of yourself that you over-identify with. We talked about this in the last, last podcast that one of the things that's so great about Marvel in general is that all the characters are intertwined. My favorite thing about Iron Man is like his, his relationship with, with Steve. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about Steve is like his relationship with Iron Man in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I like seeing, you know, my favorite relationship with, my favorite thing about 
Magneto is his relationship with Charles. Mm-hmm. It's about relationships, and right. I think that being able to let go of that, specifically for me, that rigidity, and 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 come to see the good in, in everybody and how they all add to the team. You know, Steve says in, in Infinity War, Tony actually kind of roasts him about it in the beginning of this. Basically, if we lose, we'll lose together. And that togetherness is something that is beautiful yeah. to me. So um, for me, I think Thor's mom's words were probably the things that ring out the most. Like, even if I'm just, like, walking passively thinking of um, Endgame, like, what she says is, like, so, it rings so much. Uh, you're supposed to fail into the person you are. And that just, there's just so much in there to unpack. And I feel like, honestly, a superhero movie will probably speak into me for, like, the rest of my life, to be honest. And, like, it's so cool, too, because it's, like, you can connect it to little things. So, like, with the whole arc where it's, like, Doctor Strange saw 14 billion failures, but there's only one thing you can do. Right. And they're, like, working towards this thing. And it's, right. like, literally all these failures building up to this thing. Yeah. And it's, like, That's obviously everyone's arc everyone's depressed that they didn't beat Thanos the first time we stood we stood right we took a stand and this is where it got us it's just it's just it, those words literally like, trickle down to so many little things and that's what I love about the Russo brothers and the MCU it's like everything's so webbed together nicely yeah for me and I hope this isn't piggybacking off Jose too much but to go back on that idea of failure i think fitzgerald says it and this might be not be a direct quote but he says something like uh never confuse a single defeat with a lasting one or something like that and that for me was the entire arc of every character as a whole to speak to tony as an individual one part that i really liked because if you remember iron man 3 when he's so messed up after the the war in new york he's got PTSD. And he has ptsd and he has anxiety you don't see that when he's flying the plane and he's talking to Pepper on the helmet. Yes. Her. You just see a calm person that's like, "We, I did what I had to do. Yeah. And so the idea that... You mean he's flying the spaceship? Yeah, when he's flying and, the spaceship, one, another yeah. plane, yeah. Okay. Rather, and he's talking He's talking to Pepper. And he's very calm and at peace. And, and then he freaks out on Captain. But still, the, this idea... The, failure's always been something that really affects me, and we saw it affect every character differently throughout this. Yeah. And, but what I think was his biggest change in the movie was when he was having that conversation with his dad. And that, I think, impacted me the most. I've got a great father. But still, this idea of always trying to, like, live up to your parents. Yeah. Or be what they want you to be or fulfill that desire, you know? And he finally was like came to terms with his dad not succeeding yeah and he knew that he could fail with his daughter yeah and like you know what i mean and so i think when he stood up at the end and, and did that i think he did it for everybody obviously and because he had to but he i think he did it with his daughter in mind yeah and that was beautiful yeah yeah seth you said it i think that that's a i think it's 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 not a perfect movie but it, it is it it was perfect for what it did yeah and and i'm i'm so thankful for it mm-hmm. and i'm thankful for you guys so um love you 3000 sean and um, don't do that to me <laughs> and on that note um i think that that's gonna do it for us so thank you for listening uh we we appreciate you more than you know i hope that this this you know helps you and in, in, in some way because these things help help this helps me so much 
Um, and so I'm, I'm more thankful than, than any of you know, any of you who are listening. Uh, thank you. We're out. Yeah. Dad. Bye. <laughs>